I invite you to pray with me. Most gracious and loving God, you in fact found us. And on this night so long ago, we remember your coming to be with us. And so help us experience and remember the hope and peace and love that came into the world and also that we long for. And so speak to us a new song of old, and it's in your Son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So there is not much to say after music that grand, am I right? And we here at Kailu and I Methodist Church have been blessed with amazing music. Can we get them one more round of applause? Yes. And Daniel Heathcock is our choir director, and he's amazing. And Mel Kivari, she's our praise team leader, and she's amazing. And our uh, volunteers are just so awesome. And that duet did not disappoint that I talked up over the past few weeks. And so thank you to our volunteers for making every Sunday morning, but this night especially just meaningful and powerful. And we have more music to come, and I'm really excited. But music has this way about meeting us where we're at, doesn't it? There's this this power to connect us that's hard to describe. And I think for me, I I didn't really realize that. I grew up in a small town in Minnesota, and I listened to whatever everyone else is listening to. And so it wasn't until I was uh, teaching English in Japan uh, as a teacher after, after my college experience. So I was probably 23 years old, and I was there in rural Japan, about an hour north of Tokyo. And, you know, when you're there, you're a little bit isolated. The only people that talk to you are the people brave enough to talk to you. Some of you have spent some time in Japan, and you know that experience a little bit. So I had my English teachers that would talk to me, and then there's surprisingly, the janitor really liked just to joke it around, and so he would talk. But, you know, it wasn't until I was invited to the staff dinner party that we gathered together that people started to talk a little bit, you know, probably because they were enjoying some refreshments and hanging out a little bit. But I really got an experience of connecting with the staff when they invited me afterwards to, some of you know what we did after, after dinner, karaoke, right? Yeah, you know, like, I mean, that's what you do in Japan. You go out with your colleagues, and then afterwards you go and you spend some time doing karaoke, and everyone all of a sudden knows all of this English that you had no idea, right? So the art teacher surprisingly knew the entire Beatles song by heart, and he didn't even have to look at the words in front of him. And then also on top of that, I had no idea how important music was for our relationship, and like they all of a sudden started saying, Brian Sensei, Brian Sensei, Rocket Man, Rocket Man, one more time. And I would be singing Rocket Man over and over again, or whatever else they would say. And you, some of you have been there and you know that. And it was a, it's just a time when we remember that music kind of spreads internationally, even. And I, I didn't really realize the power it had. I mean, art in general has that power right? To move beyond our social context. And though we have different tastes in our music and our art, it brings us together and speaks a language to us that's transcendent beyond perhaps words that we might know to say even. It stirs in us hope and joy and stirs in us remembering of longing and pain. And those emotions kind of fill us not surprising that on these sacred times when we gather, times when we celebrate Christ's birth, that we remember through song together. And some of us, it stirs this like joy of years and past. 
Well, over the past uh, month together during the season that we call Advent, which is the season that leads up to Christmas, we've been looking at this song, O Holy Night, and in particular, a verse from that, the question is, how does a weary world rejoice? And some of you might know the song, and it goes like this, the, well, so it goes, the thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices. See, we know it, right? And it stirs in many of us this desire and longing for God to break in, to be here in our midst for hope. And, and when you open your news or when you look at your life and you see the broken relationships or you see the, everything that's going on in Bethlehem or where Bethlehem was this day, we sing that song of a weary world looking for Christ to, in fact, break in. And this is beyond just the people that celebrate Christmas for Christ's sake. You may or may not have known, but the writer of the lyrics to this song was a a Frenchman, and he was a poet, and he was asked to write this song for the church, and later on, uh, he made the risk of declaring that he was an agnostic, perhaps even an atheist, writing all the words to this sacred song, O Holy Night. And the composer to the music that we sing to this day, because it was banned for a period of time, was a Jew. The thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, is not just for us here. It's for all the world. We long for this. We long for God to break in because we know that there's pain and we know there's hardship. We know there's suffering. And on Christmas, we remember that it has happened before. And as we remember that it's happened before and and God has broken in to be with us, we remember it can happen again. Because When Christ was born, not all the world experienced peace forever and ever. Fifty years after this night's birth, Nero, the emperor of Rome, set fire to Rome. And then he blamed it on the Jews and the Christians and then began the season of persecution. 120 years after this night, the, um, the Jews revolted against Rome. And then they destroyed the sacred temple of God. Both Christians and Jews alike doubting, when, how can we be God's faithful people now without the temple of God? And we've been there before throughout history, and we still sing these songs because we believe it is possible for God to break in and be with us. Because that is our fundamental Christian theology that brings us here tonight is that God is with us. God who's a very God, God who made all of the cosmos, did not stay in the clouds or whatever God might be, but came to be with us. Not to fix our problems, not to change necessarily all around, but to abide with us. And the story that we read in the scripture goes on even further beyond Jesus' birth. The immediate thing that happens is God then starts gathering people in. Starts bringing people into this moment of God with us. 
And the grand irony of the story is that there was no room for God in the busyness of our lives. That Bethlehem was hustling and bustling because all the families had gathered, and this couple that was having a child out of wedlock, well, they had no room in the inn. God, God's self, was abandoned on the side to be born in a barn with the cows and the donkeys. Some of y'all think our cakey are moving around a little bit, which is fine cakey, by the way. It was much louder on that holy night. Despite not having room for God, God creates room for each of us. And the angels would proclaim to the shepherds of all people, glory to God in the highest, and invite them into this sacred time, that holy night, to see the Christ child and all the glory of God with us. And then Jesus in his life, well, he does the same as he grows, and he invites those in the margins, the widows, the orphans, and the children. He invites those that have been crippled throughout their life and weren't part of the community to come in and gather in together. And so, in fact, we sing this song of hope on Christmas, that we believe, and we might not be able to believe it, but we sing it nonetheless. And some of us have different ways that we come to this space. Some of us come with our doubts, like I do, which is fine, because the beauty of this night is that God does the work completely, that God comes to us And some of us might not be able to believe in the hope that Christ brings because of the weary night that we're experiencing. We read the news. We have broken relationships. Some of us struggle to long for hope because when we long for hope, we're just disappointed that it doesn't come. And others of us, when we believe that we can, in fact, move on or we go on to the next stage, we're then triggered yet again. And if that's you, God is with you. God is not asking you to move faster than you need. But also know this. I was listening in preparation for this to two theologians talk about how we might make our way out of despair. One was Miroslav Volf, who's a writer that I happen to love, and then the other was a dear professor at Duke when I was there, Willie Jennings. And Miroslav Volf, who talks much about this idea of embracing others and being with others, asks Willie Jennings and says, well, Dr. Jennings, how is it that we make our way out of despair? And it shouldn't be too surprising, because I know that he is a Mozart lover, and he says, the way that we find our way out of despair is by leaning in to those who have learned to sing a song of hope. The way we find our way out of despair is by being, leaning into those who make you laugh even when all you want to do is cry. And so if you are in that weary world, then others of us that are here will sing the song of hope. 
of, O holy night, that God has come and that Christ is born and that hope, peace, love, and joy are in fact possible. And you might not have to believe it right now, but we will hold that hope for you and will be together and gather us in and will stand alongside one another regardless of where we find ourselves. And it's as we embrace each other that we remind each other that God is with us always. And that Jesus has come and the, and the hope has entered into the darkness and the darkness shall not overcome it and that peace and love will stir up from the places that we least expect and that will hold the candle for one another when we can't raise our arms anymore. So I invite us to sing together, to sing for one another this song of old that God comes upon the midnight clear and the veil between heaven and earth thins just enough for the divine to make its way here. And so be on the lookout and lean in to those who sing the songs well. And if you know how to sing that song of hope, sing it all the louder this Christmas. I invite you to pray with me. Holy and gracious God, we remember that you are with us. And that whether we like, know, or believe it or not, that's true for us. And somehow you connect us to these moments of hope and peace and love that goes beyond belief, beyond nationality, identities, and draws us in to the love that you hope all of us might experience. So let us remember how long ago, on that holy night, this holy night, the Christ child was born. Amen.